Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hawk Crowder Solano on vacation. Jimmy and myself, Dan Day, staying alive. Bringing you a best of Hawk and Crowder. Kind of a comedy special because Crowder has his big comedy show, Unacceptable, coming up to the Dania Beach Improv that is going to be happening on March 3rd, 6 o'clock. Tickets are available now. Hit up Crowder on his Instagram, at Channing Crowder. We're going to hear from Colin Quinn in just a little bit. Maybe he will give a little bit of comedy insight to Crowder, get him ready for his big show. But right now I want to quick get to some headlines that are brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. Panthers, they got their franchise record 10th road victory in a row last night. Anthony Stolar's in net. They blanked Buffalo Sabres 4 to nothing. Next up, the Lightning tomorrow in Tampa at 5 o'clock. Canes men's basketball team, they tip off at 4 o'clock tomorrow against Boston College, Miami Hurricanes baseball team, they open their season tonight at 7 o'clock at home against New Jersey Institute of Technology. Enter Miami, 1-1 draw, another preseason slash friendly game against Newell's Old Boys from Argentina. And Marlins, they're at spring training in Jupiter. It continues throughout the weekend. Now here is the real Colin Quinn being funny and maybe Crowder taking some notes. We are going to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood hotline here, Crowder. Now, you know I am a big Colin Quinn fan. I'm guessing, um, as uh, anyone who listens to this show know, that I was excited to uh, to speak with him. Um, Crowder, you are more what? Colin Quinn from Grown Ups, right? That would be your point of reference? I saw some Saturday Night Live stuff. I just like funny people. I know he's a funny dude, but Grown Ups popped in my mind when you said we had the opportunity. For those who who don't know Colin Quinn, and I don't know how you wouldn't, but when I uh, when I used to watch Remote Control on MTV, that's before your time, right, Crowder? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Colin Quinn, that guy, breakout star. There were a bunch of breakout stars from Remote Control. And uh, I, I maintain to this day that is the best original MTV show ever produced. And then, obviously, goes on. He does Weekend Update at uh, SNL. Phenomenal there. You've seen him in Grown Ups. Remember, he played Amy Schumer's father in Trainwreck. 
Yes. The, uh, the uh, LeBron James movie. Yep. And uh, as you say, you like funny people. In 2004, Comedy Central named Colin Quinn in the, uh, in the 100 Greatest Stand-Ups of All Time, number 56, which is not too shabby Excellent. when you're talking about the greatest stand-ups of all time. <laughs> so Colin Quinn is joining us. Hello, Colin. Hi, guys. Well, at the time, that was less impressive because there was only like 120 stand-ups. Now there's thousands, you know what I mean? And even then I was annoyed by it, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's like they do, they do, these, uh, they, they do these things, uh, sometimes, you know, radio hosts, top afternoon drive, yeah. major market afternoon drive radio <laughs> hosts in the country. And, you know, Crowder yeah. and I end up number 12, number 13. But if you're breaking it down right. to just afternoon drive, just sports talk, and just major markets... It's really yeah. like 12 out of 15 is, is the award. And so, yeah, I, I get annoyed by it every year. How do, uh, how do most people know you? So I'm, for me, it, it really is uh, Saturday Night Live and the Weekend Update Desk. Um, but I, I do well, think for a lot of people, grownups, like when you, when you get recognized, you're at an airport or you're at a restaurant, like does it depend on the age group or is there one that just kind of trumps it all? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody uh, 40 and under... It's it's grownups because either they have kids that watch it or they watch it. You know what I mean? So anyone 40 and under is grownups. Anyone 40 to 50 is Saturday Night Live. Anybody over 50 is remote control. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me say this. Anybody over 40 is remote control, too, because a lot of kids watch it when they were 10 years old. Yeah, that would have been me. I, you started in '84. I was born in '83, so uh, you know I you was. Missed the, I was you, missed oh, yeah. early, you missed the early. You missed the early remote control crowd, you missed a good show. <laughs> I missed that window. Yeah. Colin, if how has comedy changed, man? Because you've been doing it so long, but now the world's changing around us. I'm an old soul guy. I'm only 38, but I'm an old soul. How has comedy changed? Well, I mean, it's changed. Obviously, it's gotten so much bigger. It's very saturated in a certain way. Stand-up comedy itself. But it's good because it's good and bad. It's good because there's so many more like comedy nerds that really follow stand up so they can tell when you're doing the real comedy or not. You know what I mean? Like that was not the way it used to be. But it's bad because obviously there's also a lot of uh, self-appointed, uh, you know, censors all over the place holding up their phones during the show. You worry you know? about that? It's got to, it changes everything, right? I mean, you because can't it worry used to about be... it anymore. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, it's just right? a part of life. But, you know, what can you do? It's just, you know, hopefully people don't look at it and take it seriously. But, you know, we can't worry about that, you know. Colin Quinn is with us. Are you a, are you a sports fan? You're a New Yorker, famously a New Yorker, right? You go to Knicks games? Are you a, you a basketball fan at all? I'm not a sports fan. I like the Knicks and the Jets. <laughs> well, I'm not a sports fan. Yeah, I got you. You go to Knicks you games, understand? don't you? Have I seen that or no? Yeah, I've been, I've been to a few Knicks games. I go sometimes. I was actually there with my nephew when Lynn Sanity, the first day of Lynn Sanity, and my nephew goes, this guy's good. I like him. And I was like, oh, who is he? And then next thing you know, it was Lynn Sanity. So he had a good pick on that one. But I don't go. I mean, I go to occasional games, but just being here. And then I tried to become a Nets fan because I grew up five minutes from the Barclays Center where the Nets play. You would not believe the amount of people that get mad at you in New York for being a, Met, a Nets fan. It really, it's really infuriating to me. I was like, I like the Nets now. Everybody's like, no, 
you trade out. I go, it's not traded in New York, too. So I don't know what that's about, but. <laughs> it gives you some content, though. You can you can find jokes off of anything, right? Do you you do you create that content when you're out at games, anything like that? Well, yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that because one of my jokes is uh, about how, you know, social media, everyone goes, oh, it's great. Everybody says whatever they want, whenever they want to. And nobody, you know, there's, everyone's equal. I go, that's not great. That's the same description as the stands in a Jets game. And if you go to a Jets game, it's not the most positive and helpful people that usually – I'm speaking, you know. <laughs> it happens to be an unbelievable observation. That is what Twitter is. It's the crazy drunk guy at a Jets game just screaming yes, every thought yes. that comes into his head. Yes. I was looking this up for some reason a couple of weeks ago. They said Dolphin fans are the best, most polite fans of all fans. Isn't that interesting? I think we are pretty polite, right? Aren't we, Crowder? Crowder, when you played, you said the worst fans were where? New York's nasty. Jets fans are – I'm not even saying that to get in the conversation. Jets fans yeah. are nasty. You know, you can tell me I suck. I don't care. I don't suck. I'm starting in the NFL. You start talking about my mom's weight and my sister's teeth, and I'm like, oh. you haven't even met my mom or sister. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> New York, oh, it's so true. Green Bay would be the most polite fans I ever played in front of. But as a New Yorker, Colin, you like, take a little pride, right, in what, in what Crowder is saying? You take a little pride that they're the nastiest. Well, no, I was kind of hoping – I was hoping he was going to say Philly, you know? Yeah, those are bad But you know what? Too. The truth is, the New York fans, I don't even blame – because really they're from New Jersey. That's why they're such – you know, that's why they behave like that. Right. Yeah, who wouldn't? Technically, they're Colin. not New York fans. They're New Jersey fans. <laughs> Colin Quinn is with us. So, we talked about grown-ups and work with Sandler for a long time, really since remote control, I guess. Um, and he's got this, he's had this basketball resurgence, right? Everyone found out how much he loves basketball. If you didn't already know yeah. when uncut yeah, gems yeah. came out and then he's got a new movie coming out and he's always doing pickup games. Are you athletic at all? Do you get in any of these Sandler pickup games? Sure. I actually I tore my Achilles. The last time I played in a Sandler game it was on the set of another movie and it was on the set where the Godfather horse's head got cut off. So, and then I was playing, and I, was, I knew I was too old to play. But then I made a move, and I go, I thought in my head, like, see, I'm not that old. And just then, I, I caught to the basket and ripped my Achilles. And I was like, oh, boy. Talk about a sign, you know. But the first time I played with Sandler, I used to play with Sandler when I was young, and I played basketball all the time growing up, you know. And Sandler was, was so amazed at how good I was that for years later, he'd say, this guy's great. And then I'd play, and I was – terrible because I had my I, 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 I hit my peak and then it was over so Sam would be so excited to play with me and every time I could see he was disappointed that my game had just deteriorated and speaking of athletics man you know, I play ball and you'd watch a guy play yeah. and you would you automatically say oh, I'm better than him I got him do you do that as a comedian? Like, you're around all these funny guys, Sandler, and all the guys on SNL. Like, do you watch a guy for a while and be like, oh, yeah, I'm funnier than him? Yeah, I mean, you always feel – I feel like you always feel competition in the sense that, you know, you look at everybody and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll get this crowd. Like, a lot of times you'll be on – if we do, like, a show with, like, five people and somebody will go, this crowd's terrible. And then you're in your head, you're like, yeah, they're terrible for him. Wait till I go up there. And then you go up and halfway through, and you're like, damn it, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Or they'll be like, this crowd's, this crowd's a little weird. They're not laughing at certain stuff. You're like, ah, I'll do it. And then you're halfway through, you're like, damn it, 
It just always ends up being exactly what they said. Colin Quinn is with us. Crowder, you know, has famously on this show admitted there are certain tight ends, Tony Gonzalez or receivers, Randy Moss, that mm-hmm. it didn't matter what defensive formation they put him in. Crowder said, that guy's going to beat me. Like, there's there's no way. Crowder was a linebacker. There's no way I'm going to be able to cover Randy Moss. There's no way I'm going to be able to cover Tony Gonzalez. So on the other on the other end of that, who do you go see do stand-up, either currently or in the past, where you say, I'll never be able to do what that guy's doing? Well, I don't think you can ever – I mean, nobody in stand-up really thinks that way because when you're on stage, you have to think in your head like, hey, listen, there's nobody else you people should be watching right now. You have to have kind of like a uh, delusion – you have to be a narcissistic uh, sociopath to really be a stand-up and last in the business. Who's the LeBron in your mind? Who's the Jordan? Who's the greatest of all time? You know, that argument. Who, who's that uh, guy in stand-up? Richard, Richard Pryor, the way we look at it usually, at least my age group, Richard Pryor, number one. George Carlin, number two. That's usually the ones that we look we'll look at. And everybody else from our generation, we all feel like we're all, you know what I mean? Everybody thinks, everybody, it would be interesting. You know, it would be interesting, speaking of lists, if the comedians did a list of greatest 100 comedians. That would be interesting, you know? Right. A list made by the comedians. That would be interesting to see what happened, you know? What uh, what about the uh, SNL weekend update desk? Who's the MJ or LeBron of that? Who's the greatest weekend update anchor of all time? Well, it depends. It's like like Dennis Miller was the he was like the Lenny Bruce in that he changed what it meant to do that. So he made it into a comedian desk. Before that, it was kind of like sketch stuff. So since then, you know, he was he was the guy that started that whole style. You know what I mean? And then Norm was amazing, of course, but it all depends on how you look at it. You know, but, yeah, but Norm was one of the great ones, too. Those, and uh, Chevy Chase was the original. Chevy Chase, because I'm old enough to remember when Chevy Chase, when they started that show. And in those days, it was so funny because you would just watch these guys that were like dirtbags doing a, a newscast. And before <laughs> that, you only thought of a newscast in terms of like really – like really sincere people. So it was like, that was the joke at the beginning. And it's still the joke to a degree, but it was just so funny. Like we were all like, ho, ho, ho. Like, do you believe this guy has long hair and he's talking about pot and he's doing a newscast. It was like, the, it was so crazy. I can't even describe what that show when it started. It was a whole, it was a whole other level that you couldn't believe. It was like nobody over 25 could, would even watch that show, you know? What I believe, and uh, this is just my own personal opinion, I believe Norm MacDonald won and Colin Quinn won A. I mean, honestly, just, I mean, because I can't imagine how difficult that is. I understand that there's a lot of writers, so I don't know how much the anchor has to do with the writing, but I'm assuming most of it, uh, to come up with that much interesting cutting-edge commentary yet also being funny every week. And to me, you and Norm... Uh, were were the 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 MJ and LeBron of that? Oh, thanks. It's it's an honor to be in his category because he really was born to do it. You know. Now let me get to something a little more ridiculous. You're Irish, famously Irish. Do you like the Shamrock yeah. Shake? <laughs> I have never had one. What? Be, I've never had it. How, how's that possible? You're you're Irish. There's a McDonald's on every corner in New York. How could you never had a Shamrock Shake? Well, first of all, there's not a McDonald's. 
folks, right where I live, downtown, I used to live on the corner of McDonald's. So I was, this is in the, like 15 years ago. So I was on the early, everything new that came out of McDonald's, I tasted it. I was like the taster of McDonald's before anybody. <laughs> and, um, but the Shamrock Shake, first of all, I don't like shakes. Second of all, I don't like pistachio. So that's probably why I'm not going to, you know. I feel like the Shamrock Shake is probably pistachio flavored, right? No, you're mistaking just because it's green, it's pistachio. No, it's mint. Ew, that's even worse. What? What is happening here? Oh, you're offending him. I know that's that what you're Miami. Doing. Yeah, but he's offending me. I know in Miami everything is mint colored. I understand that's an offensive thing for me to say. <laughs> the whole thing cannot... is either mint or pink. I cannot believe I, you were you were my ace in the hall. I love this time of year because the Shamrock Shake comes out at the end of February, and now we're approaching uh, St. Patrick's Day. And the Shamrock Shake to me is this. Uh, I love the McRib when the McRib comes out. You get about yeah, a month. I love of the, the McRib, McRib, of course. But I how, love the McRiddle. How can Colin Quinn Look, just, has I, never I, had I a Shamrock Shake. Shamrock. I don't like mint. I only like chocolate shakes from Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, by the way, speaking of people that love shakes, Adam Sandler loves milkshakes. He does? He loves he mil- milkshakes. He got a milkshake body. The random factoid. <laughs> what a random thing to know about Adam Sandler, isn't it? Well, I yes, know him for 100 years. Yeah, I always I remember because I was that big on milkshakes. So when Adam was like, yeah, you'd be sitting there at Jerry's Deli, like, I can't believe it. And just shoving milkshakes in. He's like, I love it too much. I can't tell if I love it. Are there comedy groupies? Um, you mean, no. We always, well, there are, but we always say, uh, you know, comedy group. Like, well, my friend used to have a joke where he goes, yeah, comedy groupies. He goes, you see, uh, you know, they get the, the singers get all these hot girls. He goes, you ever see Gallagher's wife? He goes, no, because he, he has it chained up to the basement, and he throws watermelons at it once a week. <laughs> oh, that's a no. <laughs> yeah, that, that pretty much leaves nothing left to doubt on, uh, <laughs> on comedy groupies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think I don't think we could top that. I think that would be a bar- <laughs> first of all for someone my age. A Gallagher reference is going to make me laugh every single time. I mean, that was just so perfectly crafted. That was great. Um, Colin Quinn. I have to ask: Will there be a Grown Ups three? Um, no, I think that we're going to do one. That we're going to do one on like a ski trip. But I guess it just uh, fell apart. All right, but you would you'd be up for one if they came to you with it? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I'll, my, I'll be glad to rip my Achilles skiing. I'll tell you what, you had, a, you had a beautiful no look pass at the beginning of that basketball Thank scene in, in Grown Ups. Thank you for noticing. Only you and my brother noticed my no look. You pass. did. It was an unbelievable no look pass. That's why I asked you earlier yeah. if you were an athlete because that was a great no look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad only you and my brother. My brother saw the movie. Goes nice no look pass. <laughs> he goes. He goes. I wish you threw more of those when we were growing up. I was like, ah. All right. Will you do me a favor? Will you uh, Will you text Sandler today and find out if he's ever had a Shamrock Shake and what he thinks? Yes, I will. <laughs> All right. 
Next yes, time you I come will. on the show, we'll uh, we'll remember to ask you that. I'll have my answer. Uh, <laughs> Colin Quinn, Colin, thank you for making time for us. That was a that was a real thank treat God. for me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Jimmy mentioned this is a Saturday Night Live hour. Just heard from Colin Quinn. Next up, formerly of the U, Finesse Mitchell. He was also on Saturday Night Live. Does that mean Crowder one day maybe on SNL? I don't know, but I do know one thing for sure. His unacceptable show is coming Sunday, March 3rd, Dania Beach Improv. Get tickets, DaniaImprov.com, or you can go to Crowder's Instagram, at Channing Crowder. Next, it is Finesse Mitchell here on the Best of Hawk and Crowder Show. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I'm in love with the Talking to comp- uh, comp- <laughs> Hawk and Crowder. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademark used with permission. It is the best of Hawk and Crowder show. Getting you ready for Crowder's comedy show February 3rd at the Dania Improv. Jimmy Menthol's throwing in some of the weekend blinding lights. Happy birthday the weekend. Jimmy might be going to his birthday party later. Maybe that's why he wanted to play that. Finesse Mitchell and Channing Crowder, they have some things in common. They both played college football. Finesse Mitchell for the Hurricanes here in Miami. Crowder for the Gators up in Gainesville. Those two teams going to meet week zero, August 30th up in Gainesville. Also got some improv knowledge. Finesse Mitchell about to talk about his improv experience and how it jump-started his career. Crowder may one day be telling about the improv show he did at Dania that jump-started his career. Finesse Mitchell ended up on SNL. Crowder, we'll see. We'll see. Right now, let's hear what Finesse had to impart and take with Channing Crowder and Hawk at the same time. We're going to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Finesse Mitchell, uh, you may remember him from Saturday Night Live. Finesse was on SNL from 
03 to 06, I was a big fan. I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. And uh, many people might not know. Did you know this, Crowder, that he was a walk-on at the University of Miami? I did not know that until you told me that we, we were having him on today, and I went and yep. looked it up, and I was like, damn, yes, UM guy. So he's joining us now. Hello, Absolutely. Finesse. What's up, Hawk? What's up, Crowder? How y'all fellas doing down there, man? When when did you play for the Canes? What is your what is your walk on story? Would I if I looked it up, we, would I be able to find good stats? When we were good, yeah, you, absolutely. You type in Finesse Mitchell Miami Hurricanes, and it'll say I sat next to Dwayne Johnson on the bench <laughs> while we watched Warren Sapp go out there and and, and lead us to a national championship. <laughs> so did you get a ring? Did you get a ring? Yes, I did. I got a ring in '91. Uh, I stole a ring from one of my teammates for 89 uh, because they uh, they won the Orange Bowl in 89. and uh, But I got down there in 1990. Uh, so uh, Craig Erickson was our quarterback. Uh, Dennis Erickson was our coach. But then we won the championship with Gino Toretta uh, in 91. So that was a phenomenal team. All those years, those teams were great. And anytime we lost, we really beat ourselves because those late 80s, early 90s teams were just incredible. Oh, the best. But, uh, yeah, but that's why yeah. I stayed on the bench. It was safer on the bench. Huh? You know <laughs> what I mean? You know, those. I was a good player, but when I saw that, you know, the de- the defensive tackles and the offensive tackles ran a 4-3, I said, I should just stay on the bench. <laughs> You know, I don't know why DeBry doesn't have a football team because I could start for DeBry. But for some reason, the Miami Vice TV show made me think I could go to Miami and, and play with those guys. I heard Crowder say, did I, uh, <laughs> did I walk on? I definitely walked on. And I got hit by a dude named Leon Cersei, and I walked Whoa. off. And I, and, I, and I watched the rest of the season very safe. In comfort uh, in the tunnel. You know that tunnel where the smoke come out when yep. we run through? That's yep. where I watched most of the games. I stayed in that tunnel. <laughs> watched us beat Penn State, Florida State, University of Florida. We beat some of everybody back then. But uh, if you have kids, ladies and gentlemen, you may call me China's dad from Ant Farm. There's a Disney Channel show called Ant Farm. It's on Disney+. Plus. But uh, And those kids are... It's, it's Aaron now, but back then, uh, those kids were probably 14, 15, 16. So the cool thing about, and Bob Saget told me this, the cool thing about being on Disney Channel or Nickelodeon or a kid's show, five, six, seven years later, those kids are buying tickets to the comedy club. So oh, now wow. when I go to the comedy club, everybody's like, you're China's dad. And I'm like, yeah, but I was on Def Comedy Jam. They're like, what's that? Like, oh, anyway, what's wrong with my life? <laughs> Finesse, how do you how do you get from watching the game in the tunnel at UM to movies to SNL to you know saying all that you're doing, man, stand up comedy? What? How did that happen? Well, you know what? There are a lot of agents who also watches the game from the from the seats, and and so they said, "Hey, man, why are you in uniform and you sitting up here in the stands with us?" And I would tell them, "It's safer up here." <laughs> and when I was making people laugh. Next thing I know, I got myself an agent. So he was like, man, there's a comedy club at the Coconut Grove. I don't know. 
uh, Hawk Crowder, you might remember this, the Coconut Grove Improv. Yeah, I remember that. Down, downstairs. Yeah. yeah, Cocoa Walk. Yes. That's where I started. Shout out to Marvin Dixon and all those guys back in the day. And um, But I did my first open mic night. And my first open mic night, bro, uh, it was literally just to get out of paying the bill. We They gave us free tickets to go to this comedy club. So we were there with like six or seven people. It was sort of like a date night. But the fellas who were, we were all broke. We thought we were being romantic and creative by taking the ladies to a comedy club because we could get in free. But then when we heard about the two-drink minimum, we was all stuck because the waitress was standing there like, oh, you going to buy two items. <laughs> so the girls didn't know we didn't have no money. So they sitting up there saying, I'll have a Hennessy straight. we like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Nobody ordered nothing. Ordering salmon. I'm like, this is a comedy club. Where you get salmon from? Like, what are y'all doing? So next thing I know, we hear the host say, oh, by the way, fellas, whoever had the best joke, you don't have to do the two-drink minimum. We'll pay for your tab. Fellas, I'm telling you, everybody looked at me. All the dudes looked at me like, Finesse, you the funniest one in the group, man. Take one for the team. Go up there and tell a joke and win. And I'm like, man, I don't know. And next thing I know, I heard my date say, um, I'll have a, uh, what is that? The prime rib? I'm like, what <laughs> menu are y'all looking at at a comedy club where there's prime rib? So I knew I had to go up there and tell this joke. Because when I said we had about $8 between us and we were saving that for valet, we, we didn't have no money. So I go up there, fellas, I tell this joke because while the show was going on, we had this crazy heckler lady, this old lady. She was in the back of the Miami Improv, and Miami was notorious for hecklers. But she just, she wouldn't let the host talk. Every time he tried to say something, she'd be like, ah, 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 ah. and he'd be like, ma'am, ma'am, please don't do that. Now, I'm going to let you do that during my set, but when I start bringing the comedians up here, if you do that, we're going to kick you out. She, ah, ah, ah. He said, ma'am, I know you older, but I'm telling you, this show last time, if you do that again, I'm going to have you thrown out. So three people go up there and they start telling jokes. Somebody told a joke that wasn't funny at all. I mean, he, he got booed. And you're not supposed to boo the amateurs, but they booed him. <laughs> the next girl, she was real clever. Now, Hawk, she put a dollar bill in her pants waist and let it hang over. And I don't know if you can say this on the radio, but... She said, everybody, look at this. What is it? And everybody said, what? She said, all you can eat for under a dollar. <laughs> everybody busted <laughs> So then they looked at me, and my boys looked at me like, oh, he going to lose. And so they said, all right, sir, what, what you got for us? And I said, well, okay, guys. Um, how many of y'all went to public school? And everybody started clapping. I said, well, down here uh, in Atlanta, where I went to public school, we had a bell for all types of uh, natural disasters and drills and stuff. So for the, like, hurricane drill, we had this, eh, eh, and I said, and for the uh, er uh, tornado alarm, we had the ding, ding, ding. I said, but the fire alarm, that was my favorite. Every time we had a fire alarm, 
We didn't have no bell. We just had that crazy chick in the back going, ah, 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 ah. and when I'm telling you, them people fell out. The host looked at me. He said, man, you just made that up. I said, yeah. He said, man, that's pretty good. He said, come back next week. What's your name? Finest? I said, no, nah, Finesse. He said, all right, fitness, come back next week. I said, okay. <laughs> that was a great I story. Week, I went back next week, and next thing you know, uh, what I didn't know is in stand-up comedy, you are supposed to tell the same routine over and over. Like, you, it's your set, it's your routine, you practice it. I didn't know that. I just thought you'd get up there and you just start talking and funny stuff happens. So I come back the next week, fellas. When I tell you, I get a standing ovation. I make up this routine. It's, 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 it's probably a little bit too lewd for the radio. That's why I love for people to come see me live. But I had everybody in stitches. So he tells me to come back the next week. And that's when I thought I was a comedian. I came back next week in a shirt and tie. <laughs> back next week with 30 of my friends. I got up there and I started talking again and nothing. When I say cricket, when I say they didn't even care enough to boo, ain't nothing worse. Let me tell you something. I started talking. It was silent, followed by somebody doing this. <laughs> somebody sucked their teeth like. <laughs> so I had four minutes to go. And I felt like I was back at the University of Miami on the football team. I wanted to walk and go sit by the tunnel so bad because I was like, "Oh, this is going horrible." Oh. When I got off the when I got off the stage, the host came up to me. He said, "Hey, man, you got a standing ovation last week. Why didn't you Why didn't you do the same routine from last week?" I said, "Oh, I thought that was cheating. I didn't know you could do that." He said, "Fool, you supposed to say the same joke that you know work." I said, "Oh," and so next thing I know, fellas, I came back that next week and I did that same routine. People were dying, and then three years later, I made my TV debut on Com on Comic View. So I don't know if Hawk, you know about BET's Comic View, but I know crowd. I know Channing is a is a probably a BET Comic View fan, and that's uh, Ricky Smiley was the host. I came out, I did my thing, pretty much got a standing ovation. I did three years of BET's Comic View before Tracy Morgan left Saturday Night Live, and next thing I know. It had gone through the comedy community that Saturday Night Live was looking for the new black guy. And so, you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, hey, I'm black. Maybe I can get on Saturday Night Live. Censoring <laughs> my tape. They invited me to come audition. And then at the time, you know, didn't know I don't like I didn't know Tr Tracy personally, but all the comics know each other. So I called this dude D. Ray Davis. D. Ray Davis called Tony Rock. Tony Rock called his brother Chris Rock. Chris Rock called Tracy and had him call us all back on three-way. And that's when we found out it was true he was leaving the show. Because I'll never forget it. I was like, hey, hey, Tracy, uh, you leaving Saturday Night Live? And he was like, he's like, I'm Papa Bear, you baby bear. <laughs> Papa Bear, you baby bear. Are you leaving Saturday Night Live? He said, you can never be Papa Bear. You can only be Baby Bear. <laughs> Does that mean you leaving the show? He said, you heard me, Febreze. And he hung up the phone, and I was like, fellas. 
Trey, did anybody know? Does anybody talk Tracy? Does anybody know what language that was? Anything I know, man. I got a call from Saturday Night Live. They asked me to come audition. And they picked me and Kenan Thompson to come in in 2003. And J.B. Smooth, who's on Curvy Enthusiasm. Yeah, we love him. He came on with us as a writer. And next thing I know, fellas, I did my my three and a half seasons. And Kenan Thompson is Still on the show to this day. Still there. And he is uh, the, the longest-running cast member in SNL history. And uh, and that's it. That's my whole story. That's how Finesse Mitchell went from walk-on at the University of Miami to Saturday Night Live. I'm sorry I'm long-winded, but that's it. It was worth it. It had plenty of payoffs there during the story. <laughs> Febreze made me, made me cackle. Um, and, and man, I mean, your impersonations on SNL were great. And, and that Tracy Morgan is fantastic. I, I have to ask though, you obviously can't turn it off. You're a funny guy. And I'm imagining even on the football field, when you're at practice, you can't turn it off. You're a smart ass. You're a, you're a funny guy. I see. I, I have like, there's certain guys out there you can't mess with. And Warren Sapp strikes me as one of those guys, like, did did they take to you? Did they, did they tell you to shut up? Like what? How was that dynamic? Hawk, I'm gonna keep it one thousand. To join a football team made up of South Florida boys and Texas boys, and you come from Atlanta, and your name is Finesse. Nobody liked me, bro. <laughs> I was ha- yeah. I was hated by everyone. <laughs> not to mention, not to mention that I joined a fraternity. I, I joined Kappa Alpha Psi, so they really did not like me. But uh, I will say this about all my football family uh, from the U, because we, everybody did come together and try to, you know, play the best game possible uh, during that era. Mario Cristobal was our starting uh, left uh, left guard, I think, or something. I know he played guard and tackle. Uh, and his brother was on the other side of the line. So I'll never forget those days because we had some iconic players. But um, I will say this. Once I got SNL and then I got, you know, uh, Disney Channel Ant Farm, and then I was in the movie Who's Your Caddy? And then I was in this movie and that movie. And right now I just got to deal with Fox to do my own sitcom. So I'm very excited about that everybody stays in touch with me pretty much. And they're so proud of me. And they always sending me Facebook messages or, you know, DMs saying, man, we proud of you. We see you out there. So I'm glad that I can safely, I, I can genuinely say that Warren Sapp is my buddy. <laughs> Rohan Marley is my buddy. Ray Lewis is my buddy. And uh, no, it's, it's glad to see that everybody's doing well. And, you know, uh, and I appreciate all their love and support. If they, if any of y'all in the South Florida area, the 305-954-561, you got a good car with AC and some, some valid car insurance, come on out to the Daniel Improv tonight, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and let's go on and, and enjoy these laughs and try to avoid a super spreader event. Finesse, <laughs> <laughs> hey, as, as, as you talk about football, man, yeah, I – couldn't call you finesse on the field like hey, finesse in and out finesse you got me i just they call you mitch they had to call they ain't call you finesse on the football was, field bro it was a problem bro you so i'll never forget one of the dudes in the locker room because the truth is my real name is alfred but i knew damn well i better not say alfred in this locker room <laughs> they about to whoop my <laughs> so some of the ladies and some of my friends started calling me finesse because I tried to hit on this 
a.k.a. This, this sorority chick, and she was a senior and I was a freshman. And I tried to hit on her, and I kind of looked stupid at the time. But then I said something so smooth that one of the girls said, okay, then, Mr. Finesse, I see you. So some dudes had walked up, and then they said, hey, everybody, y'all know Finesse? This Mr. Finesse over here. And they was like, what's up, Finesse? And I was like, hey, what's up? And then it just started spreading through campus. Hey, what's up, Finesse? Hey, what's up? Then when I got in, when I got to the locker room, I'll never forget one of the players had said, hey, buddy, you from Atlanta, right? What's your name again? And this dude, his name A.C. Tellison, he's from Texas. He said, that's Finesse. I know you, bro. That's Finesse. And everybody said, oh, that's a, that's a smooth name right there, buddy. What's up, Finesse? And then it just took, and then that became my name. So I'll never forget in December when my mom came down to visit me, she was walking around campus saying, has anybody seen Alfred? And I was, and I was like, who the hell is Alfred? <laughs> who the hell is Alfred? And when she saw me, she was like, that's him. Do you know I walked the other way? I was like, I don't know that lady. I don't know who she's looking for. <laughs> my name is Finesse. <laughs> so, yeah, man. It, was, it wasn't as smooth a transition as I had hoped it to be. But then by, like, you know, October, November, everybody was calling me Finesse at the University of Miami. It became my stage name, and uh, they still call me that to this day. Oh, my well, goodness. Finesse, we, we got to make you a friend of the program because I, 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 I didn't get to any of the questions that I want to get to with you, and we're out of time. But I want to make you a friend of the program. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you still follow Kane's football, right? We, we, can, we can talk to you about a whole bunch of stuff, yes? I bleed orange and green. I'm excited about the Mario Cristobal era. I was a huge Manny Diaz fan, Rhett Lashley fan. You know, I just wanted the program to do well, and it's unfortunate uh, that it didn't work out uh, under that leadership. But uh, any time, guys, any time that I can get away from my wife and kids to talk to you guys, <laughs> please text me. Please let me tell my wife I'm busy because I got to go do the number one Sports radio show in Florida. Uh oh, here there she comes. She's coming in the room. She heard her name. See, see how that works? Vanessa, <laughs> thanks so much, man. Thanks for blessing me. I can't wait to come back and talk Kane's football. Yeah, me too. Yes, All right, sir. there you go. Finesse Mitchell, that was fun, man. I could have gone. I mean, we went long Boy. as it was. I, I literally could have talked to him for two hours. I've always said to you, Crowder, some guys have a gift for storytelling. It's one of the reasons that you're so good yes. on the radio. He's got a gift for storytelling, man. That is true, and Finesse Mitchell's killed it before at the Dania Improv. Crowder is going to kill it on March 3rd. If not, maybe he'll break out the plunger. We'll hear about that next here on the Best of Hawk and Crowder Show. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I hate brunch. You're just going to grab something to eat because it's early lunch, late breakfast. Just go grab food. Hawk and Crowder. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.